Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Lesson 67. You might hear the sound of my dishwasher running in the background. I apologize if the microphone, the USB microphone is picking that up. It's a pretty pretty darn good microphone for costing 80 bucks off Amazon. It's the ATR2100 if you're ever looking to become a podcaster yourself. That is the sort of standard cheapy that everybody uses. So thanks again. We are moving right along. We are getting ever closer to the lesson I've been mentioning about that the the, the lesson that states something along the lines of you are only present to what you hold in mind. And that is somewhere between lesson 75 and 80 when bad things, things don't affect you as, as badly. Um, things like sugar, things like bad music, uh, things like, um, you know, punk rock music or heavy metal music, according to David, David Hawkins. Um, and again, as I've said many times, take a couple of years and devote them to ingesting the work of Dr. David Hawkins. Um, his work is fascinating. It's digest, it's dense, but it's digestible. You can augment it with uh, YouTube videos and you can go to Veritas Publishing and I think it's like 20 bucks a month now and you can download literally every, or you can listen to stream rather every, all of his lectures, everything from the Hawkins vault, but he says that when you get up to about less than 75 or 80 to the, in the Course of Miracles and you've done the course to the best of your ability, that negative stimuli does not affect you um, the way it affects others. And one of the uh, negative stimuli, it, like, for instance, music can be bad for you. It can be bad for your, your system, your musculature, right? And so if you were to put heavy metal, not all heavy metal music, but if you were to listen to, say, you know, Slayer, you know, one of the, one of the most famous Satanist, Satan-worshipping bands, I don't think they actually worship Satan, but they have some pretty gnarly lyrics in their first albums, and certainly some sacrilegious ones in their later ones. Uh, they have an album that came out in, I think it's 2001, called God Hates Us All. It's a gnarly, it's a gnarly album. Um, I wouldn't, I don't think that I, if I encourage you to get into Slayer, that you would get into Slayer anyway. But according to Hawkins, if you were to put Slayer on in headphones and muscle test you with kinesiology, you're, you would go weak. Your entire system would go weak. Your I believe it's your acupuncture system would go weak um, because it's a negative stimuli. But if you were to, and I, I grew up, I mean, I grew up listening to punk rock. I listen up, I grew up listening to gangster rap. I listen, I grew up listening to, um, the dead were a huge part of my musical, uh, catalog as well. But you can really see, like if you were to go to a punk rock show, for instance, I can only handle so much of those anymore. If you were to go to, I used to hang out in this sort of like gnarly dive bar in Fort Collins, Colorado. And there was punk rock several, you know, a few nights a week at least, at least one night a week. But there were shows all the time. And this was the scene I hung out in. And um, I mentioned, I think, in the last episode, maybe the one before, about demons drifting around in the bars. Um, there is all sorts of negative vibration, uh, vibration, bad vibes floating around those clubs. And when I go 
like dingy dive bars, particularly ones blasting punk rock music. Um, and when I when I go to, I'll go to maybe one or two punk shows a year. And when I go, the the vibration, the lower vibration, is palpable. I can feel it. I can. It's almost like I can feel and feel it with the cells of my body, or my aura picks up on it. Now, I was probably picking up on it before when I was sort of much more in the scene or a part of the scene. But once I became spiritually awakened, it became a lot more obvious. And you can also see how the negativity, like the negative vibrations, perhaps, I don't want to go so far as to say satanic energy, but you could see the, for lack of a better word, possession in a lot of the people, right? This guy, um, it's probably not for lack of a better word, it is the actual word, possession. I was at a show in the summertime by a band called Zeke, or I was watching a band called Zeke at this bar in Orange County, and they're just this I mean, just gnarly, 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 super fast, raging, awesome punk rock band. And they're just singing about blasphemous shit, just blasphemous stuff, excuse me, to say the least. Or maybe not blasphemous, but, you know, adulterous and uh, drugness and alcoholness, like all kinds of just gnarly stuff. And they, um, the singer... From what I understand, he's sober now, but, you know, it's just this gnarly heroin-fueled um, punk rock from, like, Seattle. And they're tr a truly amazing band. I still I will listen to punk rock for, you know, for the rest of my days. There's a, there's a saying, if you used to be punk rock, then you never were. So um, I take pride in my punk rock roots. But that being said, um, there is a lot of darkness associated with it. A lot of people from the old scene I was part of back in Fort Collins, Colorado, die on a regular basis. Um, I've seen probably, I want to say, at the very least, a half a dozen people perish from the scene I used to be a part of. People I all knew personally, like wasn't necessarily the best friend, like the, the best of friends with any of them, but certainly if I ran into them on the street, we would talk and and have plenty to say to one another, and there were a lot of good times I had with all of them. And, uh, but they were possessed, you know what I mean? They were, they'd been tempted by that dark side, and just like I had, and they never overcame it. Um, and it killed them, that life, the lifestyle killed them. You know, it's sad, it's really, really sad, it's very tragic. And especially when you basically had the same affliction, but you just chose to, or I just chose to move beyond it. And that was very, very, very hard work. Next to impossible. That being said, I was at this punk show, and this kid, this, there was this guy who, it was almost as if there was like a demon active within him, whispering in his ear to mess with me. Now, he wasn't, he wasn't threatening me. He wasn't starting... He wasn't starting stuff with me. He wasn't, it's not like he was trying to fight or anything, but he had this, this like glazed over look on his eyes. His eyes were like, it was almost as if, I've heard that alcohol does this, that basically if you're in a blackout, your soul goes somewhere else as a result of the alcohol consumption. That's why they call it spirits. Your soul goes somewhere else and a spirit inhabits your body and basically tells you what to do. Takes, takes your body for a joyride. And and as a person who's been in, that's, who's woken up in random places more times than I can count, um, 
it's really is kind of like that's what happens, right? And so this, this guy was kind of like, he wasn't messing with me. He wasn't picking a fight. But I could tell in my exchange with him that if I said the wrong thing or even came anywhere near provoking him in any way that, I mean, for all I know, he'd pull a knife out and stab me, like for real. And it was interesting to sort of observe. Now, I have God on my side. A course in Miracles lesson, God goes with me everywhere I go. Um, and I believe that that is the case, but it doesn't mean that we don't take heed. It, do, it doesn't mean that we don't uh, remove ourselves from situations um, that warrant that. And uh, luckily, I was, I was sitting there talking with these two other girls, these two women, and they were both, they were both sober. And so the three of us were kind of talking about sobriety and all that, and they sort of stepped in and kind of did this sort of um, ran this interference pattern with him, and I got out of there. Um, but he was possessed. He was very much possessed. You could just see there was something else inhabiting him, and it was fascinating to observe. And um, and and I don't know where I got. Oh, the, I was I was talking about kinesiology. So punk rock, right? It it draws a lot of that that type of person. It draws it. It's written a lot of punk rock is written by people with demons for people with demons and it's kind of it's definitely distinct from heavy metal different type of demon <laughs> heavy metal demons versus punk rock demons um and also a lot of really good you know really good people there's good people everywhere right but um it's like that lower vibration right and now and, and back to the kinesiology example, like lower vibrations or negative vibrations, things that calibrate below the level 200, which punk rock calibrates pretty low. Um, this is on Hawkins' scale of consciousness again, which I encourage you to research, uh, will make the body go limp. It will make the acupuncture system go weak. And um, same with different foods, things on TV, media, um, potentially like electromagnetic frequencies, um, all sorts of things, things will make the musculature of the body go weak with kinesiology. And as we get closer to lesson 80, according to Hawkins, the body ceases to be affected by that sort of negative stimuli. So I've been working course for a long time, so I could probably go to a punk rock show and not have my kinesiology go weak or listen to punk rock and not have my kinesi kinesiology go weak. Um, however, or my muscle testing go weak, you get what I'm saying. Um, I did listen to that stuff for a very, very, very long time. Now, you can see the like a lot of the music and popular culture currently is very, very bad. <laughs> um, it has an incredibly, and I say this as like an Eminem fan, you know what I mean? <laughs> Rolling Stones fan, punk rock fan. Um, there's, it's almost as if it's taken a turn, like a further negative turn, or, or there's just some very uh, peculiar creations floating around out there. I've been watching these... Um, kind of a, these really, like, I love good rap. I love rap if it's good rap. Um, I like good gangster rap if it's good. Um, but there's this, this, like, new genre of rap. I think it's called mumble rap. It's just, it's just not very good at all. There's nothing good about it. There will always be good rap made, but this stuff is just not 
good, you know, and it would definitely make the musculature go weak. You would not test positive kinesiologically if you were to put this stuff, put this music on in headphones. Um, but my the greater point that I'm making here is that you can see the disconnection from spirit in the in the the artist's eyes. Um, you can see that their spirits have wandered away from God, or at least, you know, of course, miracles say their bodies have kind of wandered away from God. And as Course in Miracles students, all we can do instead of being like turned off by that or disgusted by that or thinking that's stupid or, you know, whatever, um, being revolted perhaps, um, which is definitely how like my parents would react um, or do react. And, um, but, but our job rather as Course in Miracles students is to see the Christ in them, to see the good, to see that one little glimmer of light and formulate or create a relationship with that, right? So it's just like that guy I was bringing up, I was talking about here a few minutes ago in the bar, right? Like I can see the Christ in him. My job as a Course in Miracles student, as a spiritual person, as a person on a spiritual path, is to pray for him, to pray that God reaches him. And perhaps this person who I mentioned from the show uh, has that um, effect on or, or harasses people on a regular basis and perhaps as the result perhaps of being possessed. And perhaps at some point he has been hurt or will be hurt. But I'm, I don't think that he has too many people praying for him. He might like his immediate loved ones. He might uh, have his, uh, his immediate family members might be worried. He might have friends who worry about him. But I can guarantee you he's got no clue that there is some random dude out there with a podcast who recalls the interaction with him and saw the possession in his eyes. And instead of choosing to condemn him, right, the fact that I'm choosing to bless him from afar, right, he'll never know this. And that is, that's a humbling thing, right? So there's nothing, aside from sharing it in this podcast, which is, I think, the first time I've talked about it, um, aside from sharing it on this podcast, I'll, I will never speak of it. Right, so that's I've heard it said that hum, a good working definition of humility, which humility, which I may have mentioned before, is uh, do something nice for. If you want to find out what it means to be humble or what it looks like to be humble, do something nice for somebody and don't tell tell anyone else about it. Right, that's like when I acts of charity, which is a virtue. Charity is a virtue. It's just doing something for God's sake. It's doing something for your neighbor for God's sake or for this fellow citizen for God's sake, and. Um, there's something really beautiful about it. There's something truly joyful about it. I get joy from doing charity. Um, but I do a lot of charity, meaning I speak with the homeless a lot and throw them a buck here and there and don't tell anybody about it. You know, I don't go announcing that to the world. I have posted things on Facebook, but that could be construed as the work of the ego and as what is referred to often as virtue signaling. So, um, all kinds of situations present themselves to us 
when we become miracle workers and our job is to show up and do the thing and not have that miracle worker thing, you know, go, go to our heads. So I've been talking a while. I'm going to move on to lesson, move into lesson 67. Love created me like itself. Thank you again so much for listening. Today's idea is a complete and accurate statement of what you are. This is why you are the light of the world. This is why God appointed you as the world's savior. This is why the Son of God looks to you for his salvation. He is saved by what you are. We will make every effort today to reach this truth about you and to realize fully, if only for a moment, that it is the truth. In the longer practice period, again, we're doing 10 to 15 minutes for the longer periods, we will think about your reality and its wholly unchanged and unchangeable nature. We will begin by repeating this truth about you and then spend a few minutes adding some relevant thoughts such as holiness created me holy, kindness created me kind, helpfulness created me helpful, perfection created me perfect. Any attribute which is in accord with God as he defines himself is appropriate for use. We are trying today to undo your definition of God and replace it with his own. We're also trying to emphasize that you are part of his definition of himself. After you've gone over several such related thoughts, try to let all thoughts drop away for a brief preparatory interval, and then try to reach past all your images and preconceptions about yourself to the truth in you. If love created you like itself, this self must be in you, and somewhere in your mind it is there for you to find. You may find it necessary to repeat the idea for today from time to time to replace distracting thoughts. You may also find that this is not sufficient and that you need to continue adding other thoughts related to the truth about yourself. Yet perhaps you will succeed in going past that and through the interval of thoughtlessness to the awareness of a blazing light in which you recognize yourself as love created you. Read that again. Yet perhaps you will succeed in going past that and through the interval of thoughtlessness to the awareness of a blazing light in which you recognize yourself as love created you. Be confident that you will do much today to bring that awareness nearer, whether you feel you have succeeded or not. It will be particularly helpful today to practice the idea for the day as often as you can. You need to hear the truth about yourself as frequently as possible because your mind is preconceived with false images. Or you need to hear the truth about yourself as frequently as possible because your mind is preoccupied with false self-images. Four or five times an hour and perhaps even more, it would be most beneficial to remind yourself that love created you like itself. Hear the truth about yourself in this. Try to realize in the shorter practice periods that this is not your tiny, solitary voice that tells you this. This is the voice of God reminding you of your Father and of yourself. This is the voice of truth, replacing everything that the ego tells you about yourself with the simple truth about the Son of God. You were created by love like itself. Okay. So, love created me like itself. Holiness created me holy. Kindness created me kind. Helpfulness created me helpful. Godliness created me godly. Forgivingness created me forgiving. Kindness created me kind. 
Perfection created me perfect. Wonder created me wonderful. Um, And on and on and on, right? So we are reminding ourselves uh, about the truth of who we are. We are moving right along. We are almost to Lesson 70. Um, I would love to hear your stories or your experiences. If you would like to share them, please feel free to reach out, Podcast at gmail.com. Have a beautiful and blessed day, and I will talk to you all soon. Bye-bye. God song, one, two, three, four. Before the ayahuasca, before the clear blue skies, and before the great awakening, there were demons disguised as angels in shiny foily packets containing China heroin. The cheapest vodka bottles, the filthy escapades, my morning hustle on the train. And the angels watching over me, the God that I could never see as I wandered alone through city streets. And the whores, the whores, the whores were my friends. The hookers and the junkies and the other deviants. They beat me to submission till I cast aside my demons and that's when it came. And